Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Monday. It's a victory Monday, even though it took overtime to take down the Patriots in Lambeau Field. 27-24 was your final score. The Packers surviving and advancing. Uh, They would have advanced regardless because it's the regular season. But just get those wins, baby. That's all that matters. Get those W's. I don't care how it looks. There are no grades for your looks in the NFL. W's are W's, L's are L's. The Packers have compiled three of one and only one of the other. That's good things happening for the Green Bay Packers, their first quarter of the season in the books, which is just insane to think about. Quarter of the season already gone. Lap it up, man. Take that win and just enjoy the hell out of it. Lots of folks, fans from other teams around the country already know their seasons are over after a month. The Packers 3-1 and one, in the thick of it, as I always say, marinated it, enjoy it, love it. Because then the Packers got to turn around, leave Thursday, and go to London, baby. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're here less than a week away. That's right. Corey and I both will be in London this weekend going to the game and, more importantly, hopefully, meeting most of you who are either attending the game, going to London for the event itself. Maybe you live in the area or around the area we're going to be in town all weekend hope you guys can make it out on friday this friday so weird to say that this friday we'll be at the dog and duck in soho please please join us 4 p.m a couple hours uh, we'll be there 3 12 10 hours who knows we'll be there for a while at least a couple hours but hope you can join us for a pint friday afternoon uh after that on saturday Corey and I will be at the official Packers pep rally at Belushi's there by uh, the Tower Bridge area, I know. Um, We'll be there. Hopefully, you know, tons of Packers fans will be joining the Packers, ourselves, a number of other uh, Packers dignitaries and legends. Going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait to meet all of you across the pond. Going to be a surreal experience. I'm already kind of freaking out about it. But before we get there, got to take a deep dive into what happened against the Patriots. Uh, I know lots of folks grumbling about the offense in the first half, the defense in the second half, and for good reason. Um, as the cold coaching adage goes, it's never as good as you think it is, never as bad as you think it is. When you watch the tape, you see a lot more, and I'm almost done with my All-22 rewatch, but um, certainly the frustration in the moment is very real and palpable on both sides of the ball. I think Aaron Rodgers had one of his poorest halves of football uh, against the Patriots in the first half, really turned it around. The second half played much, much better. Um, Pick six, very uncharacteristic, obviously, throughout the years. He has not thrown many of them. Um, And on the defensive side of the ball, I buy what Matt Sellen at the podium a little earlier this afternoon when he said, flat out, got to play more physical. I mean, there's zero question about it. Whatever the calls are, which... Some of those calls I'm very, you know, I find very suspect as far as a lot of the too high stuff, light boxes, not even utilizing a three-man line. When you know this team wants to run the football, all of that said, you got to win up front. A lot of of guys get whipped in ways that you wouldn't expect and you hope doesn't happen going forward. Hopefully this is a bit of a wake-up call, especially heading into a game where you are going to be taking on the NFL rushing leader in Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, regardless, and I know Daniel Jones may or may not play, will undoubtedly be monitoring that throughout the week. But regardless of who's at quarterback, as Sunday indicates, teams are going to try and run on the Green Bay Packers, especially after this month of 
just not very good tape when it comes to trying to defend the run. There is little doubt in my mind the Giants are going to get off the plane trying to run the football. So got to get that shored up in these next couple days before departing for London. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. TKM is here. TKM, good to see you at your post, man. It's been too long. Ed Pierce, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Joe, Giants are going to run the ball. And did no one think to remind Aaron Rodgers of what happened to Samson when he got a funky haircut? <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. It's true. Um, the Giants are going to run the ball as far as Aaron's hair. I'm much more concerned about his uh, third down conversion rate than I am his haircut. But that's just me because I'm crazy. I'm crazy like that. Uh, Randy, what's up? Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's be honest. Matt has to be better. Win is key. Got a peak at the end of the year. Kevin, I think the whole team has to be better. I mean, yes, I think there are certainly decisions, uh, game plans, etc. Play calls, as he himself has admitted to. The emotional challenge, which he again reiterated today, was a really bad one. Um, yeah, Matt has to be better, but as does the team. Everybody in Green Bay at the moment has to be better. Like, there is zero doubt. Even Pat O'Donnell, the reigning NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, had a bad punt yesterday. Everybody's got to be better. No question about it. But to your last point, yes, Kevin, 1,000%. The point is to play, be playing your best football heading into the end of the season, not in early October. No doubt about it. <coughs> uh, they definitely going to run the ball. Jim, you ain't lying. Sure looked like a catch and a TD for Dobbs in the fourth quarter. Not for me. Not when you uh, super slow mows the Pruder film it, which is what the NFL does, obviously. <laughs> Daniel, we can't stop the run, and we don't run. The irony. I mean, when they did run, they ran it well. I mean, shit, at one point, I think Aaron Jones was averaging like seven yards a carry. I mean, my God, run the ball, gentlemen. Run the ball. So I'm just dying. I'm, I'm begging you, run the ball. Peter, any news on Amos D dropped off when he left the game? Funny enough, I thought, you know, they held up surprisingly well without him when they were allowed to play up near the line of scrimmage. And actually, shout out to Rudy Ford, who I thought came in and played pretty damn well, considering, you know, Amos left, what, the first drive of the game. I thought he played, uh, you know, not exceptional, but I thought he played well considering, again, much like Nixon last week, you got to think he didn't get a ton of snaps in practice in preparation for this game, most likely. And he came in, and I thought he played pretty darn well. Um, you know, it, it is the one area where I think things may have gone awry without Amos was the in-communication on the back end. You saw a couple times, more than a couple times, where, you know, guys were allowed, kind of like let go as far as like, okay, I've got him. Now, either it's a man-match concept or it's a zone concept, but there was pass- There were a few instances where guys were passing off to no one. And you got, you know, obviously you don't know the call. I have no idea what the concepts are that they've called in the huddle or the adjustments they've made at the line, but I have to think some of that is due to Amos going out so early and not really having a different set of communicators back there, et cetera. So um, hopefully, and as far as news on Amos, you know, there hasn't been anything official, but it sure sounds like he's going to be okay. I know uh, he responded to Leroy Butler on Twitter last night. Um, but who knows? We'll get our first injury report on Wednesday. The Packers are going to score as many TDs versus the Giants as Man City did this weekend. Whoo, baby. That would be brilliant. Man, Man City's just not fair. That's no fun to watch. 
Carl, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Do you think Barry played vanilla for Ford? Some of it, some of it undoubtedly might be due to the fact that, like I was just mentioning, you know, Amos back there, oh, not back there, want to keep things somewhat rudimentary for guys who haven't practiced all week. Um, that said, you know, you can still be somewhat aggressive and or try to dictate things. You can put guys down in the box, which they did in the first half. That's what's so curious to me. You know, even after Amos went out, which was very early in the game, you know, there's a stretch when Zappe, or whatever the hell his name is, comes in initially, and they're playing a ton of stuff down near the line of scrimmage. The play Savage makes. I mean, there's a lot of guys around the line of scrimmage. Whereas you can flip to the second half, and the two touchdown drives, they're playing too deep, way off in the second. Like, this is night and day. I, yeah, I have no idea. But possibly. Maybe they, at halftime, said, okay, just, you know, keep everything in front of you, play off, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't think Joe was going to say that to the guys, but as far as his thought process. Matt, thanks for the super chat. The delay of game snafu by the refs two games in a row. Woof. Yeah, that was uh, funky. And that poor official, man, you could tell he's new at this. Uh, Misidentifying guys. I think twice he initially, like, reported that the penalty was against one side when it was actually against the other. I mean... Yeah, that it was a less than smooth operation, no doubt about it. And it's interesting because usually when you know, you've got a broadcast number one team, which they did, they had CBS as number one with Nance and Romo and Wolfson. Usually, you get a, a better tier, a top tier officiating crew, but that certainly was not the case yesterday. My goodness. Uh, all hail, Mr. Crosby. Yeah, hey, how about that? I need a big kick in a big moment. Here comes Mason Crosby, and it wasn't blocked. The operation was good, smooth, everything just like you want it. I mean, that's good. Money in the bank. I'll take it, baby. With Jair healthy, are we a better man D than zone or man with a little bit of zone? <laughs> that was man with a little bit of zone. Oh, God, that's a great quote. Um, You know, they're never going to be all man they're never going to be all zone but i think they're always going to be a team that leans on zone with a little bit of man match concept thrown in we've seen that throughout various tenure last year and the first part of this year um i do wish you guys know me i do wish they would be just a little bit more and you don't want to say aggressive because it's such a cliche but just try to dictate things a little bit more try to make the offense play on your terms rather than sitting back and always reacting to what they're doing, which is really how it has felt so far this year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
<laughs> Vikings fans clap how we get all the help. Back-to-back ridiculous calls. They got to help them win. Yeah, that pass interference was rough, man. The one in London on Sunday morning uh, against uh, the, the Saints. That is that is a tough look. Now, I don't think there's any collusion or controversy here. I don't think there's any conspiracy. I just think it's a bad call. And, you know, in the NFL, that's the gig, man. And look, even with the bad call, the Saints overcame it to a point where they could have sent that game into overtime if they can make a kick. Instead, they got the double doink. That's fate. That's life in the NFL, man. Uh, Captain Pig 3. What a handle. Any word on Amos today? Nothing official. We won't get anything like solid until Wednesday when the first injury report comes out, but it sure sounds like he's going to be all right. Um, we'll see long term, you know, not even long term, but this week if he's uh, good to go against the Giants. But initial kind of word is that uh, he'll be go, he'll be okay. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. The run D needs to do a better job stopping the run. These are the deep insights you come here for, people. Thank you, Ryan. From what I've seen yesterday, 12 isn't good at hero ball. And my last name, the Y is silent. So Will? Willie? No, not Willie. Will. Ryan Will. Um, 12 isn't good at hero ball. Uh, you know, it's crazy because you look at the end of the first half and it's so frustrating. Uh, whether he's tossing one up for Jesus to Randall Cobb that has no shot, uh, Lazard on a corner route that has no shot. And then, of course, the interception to Lazard where the defensive back probably reads it better than the wide receiver and Lazard ends up falling down. But even if Lazard stays up, it doesn't matter. That's getting housed. I mean, just curious, curious throw after throw. What what are you looking at? What are you thinking? What are you doing? And it is interesting that all of those throws, all those what is he doing type throws in the first half are all to his buds. All to Lazard, Cobb, etc. You know, rather than playing within the structure of the offense, you know, playing what whatever underneath concepts might be available, go and chuck it for Jesus. You know, I, I don't know. It's uh it's mysterious. But then what's so interesting is that you flip the script in the second half and he plays in rhythm for the most part and you know, he, you talk about hero ball, that shot to Dobbs that, you know, ultimately ends up not a touchdown. That's a perfectly thrown ball. You cannot place it better than Aaron Rodgers did on that throw. And that's the thing you, you've seen him do it a million times. He knows he can do it. And that's why he continues to do it, you know, and it's fucking awesome when it hits, man, we all jump out of our seats. We all enjoy it. It's great. But yeah, the, the times when it's not, and then it continues to kind of happen in quick succession. Yeah, that's where it gets it gets really frustrating. Of that, there is no doubt. Uh, what else we got? How often do you think A-Rod changes Matt's called plays? I, strict, actually, strictly speaking, I don't think a lot. I, I think a lot of the plays have multiple options, um, what they call cans. You know, you heard Matt talk about that today where he had wished there was a can in a play that wasn't successful on, I think it was second and three. Um, and a lot of times, you know, there's an option built in where maybe it's a called run, but there's what they call a run solution where Aaron can fire it out to the perimeter to a wide receiver or a tight end or what have you. So I don't know how much he might do it, like straight up, like just change it, every, you know, down by down. I suspect not that much just because there is so much on offer already in the scheme, 
what's available to him as far as w- how he can get them into better stuff at the line of scrimmage. Sometimes there isn't, and that's why you know you saw that early timeout in the uh, second half, I believe, which is so beyond frustrating. But um, for the most part, there almost always is something for him to get to. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would suspect probably less than we th- we would think is my guess, and that's all it is, is just complete guesswork. Uh, what else we got? Matt LaFleur regretted that challenge and talked about his mistakes and routinely does. I commend him for that. One billion percent, Matt. Totally agree. Um, I think it is so refreshing in a world where guys get very defensive at the podium and not just, you know, head coaches, but players and, you know, even GMs around the league. And we, we've seen lots of instances. I mean, hell, you don't have to go much further than Matt's predecessor to see a a guy who was very, very, very loath to, you know, point the finger at himself. Um, Matt is a stand-up dude in that regard. And yes, truly, as a fan, I absolutely fucking appreciate it. You know, let alone as someone who covers the team and produces content. It's really refreshing. And it's very nice to see. Captain Pig, nice to super chat. Do you think the Packers should go to London early to get used to the time zone difference? Well, they're going Thursday. And that's the same day I'm going. Well, I'm going at night. I'm going overnight and then arriving Friday. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You know, the Saints went out there for the whole week, and they lost. Vikings went on Thursday, and they won. But, of course, that was, you know, thanks to a bogus penalty and a missed kick, et cetera. But that's what it comes down to. And I don't think travel schedules would have changed either of those things. So, you know, as Matt indicated today, he's been on both sides of it. He's been out there with the Titans and lost a close one. He's been out there with the Rams, and they won. And, you know, they've had different travel schedules each time, et cetera. He's drawing on his cumulative knowledge and experience and asked around his coaching staff. So whatever their decision is, you know, if they win, it'll be a great decision. And if they lose, it'll be second guessed. That's just kind of the way it is. It's much like playing your starters in the preseason. As Matt has said, there's no right answer. You're going to get picked apart regardless. So whatever their, you know, science tells them, whatever their gut tells them, they're going to put it all together. They've made their decision. They're going out Thursday. Let's go. Let's get to London. I'm all in. Ed. Thanks for the super chat. Much better to be happy than sad on a long flight home. Go pack go. Was that played Sunday? It was played a couple times, Ed. Uh, yes, go pack go was back in the mix. Apparently, promotional duties didn't like the whole excuse is just mind boggling to me. We didn't have time in our busy promotional schedule to fit in the go pack go chant. What? That makes zero sense. <laughs> this might be. The best comment ever on Cheesehead TV. Wait, you are the Cheesehead? This is coming from the Cheese Loaf, by the way. Um, sir, or Loaf, I am not the Cheesehead. I am a Cheesehead and will forever be only a single Cheesehead. In a land of millions, I am but one. TKM, what's up, man? Nags, Aaron Rodgers seems to have more self-focus in post-game pressers as well. More credit to others, etc. Do you see the change? Puppy kitten fun. Thanks, brother. Um, Somewhat? I don't know. I think he's been very good on in that aspect the last couple years. I mean, maybe like comparison to 10 years ago. Yeah, there's been a noticeable shift. But in the last few years, I feel like he's done a really nice job of manning up to his mistakes and where he should play better and then kind of giving praise where it's due and yeah, I don't know. I think that's a change that came a few years ago. Um, but it is nice to see. 
There's no doubt about it. Matt, thanks for the super chat. Do you think the Packers have a problem at right tackle? Jenkins had a few rough games now, hoping they don't wait six weeks to test my hypothesis. Well, you know, that's an interesting one. I did talk to Matt about this on Let's Talk Football, which I highly recommend everyone uh, take a listen to um, here on the channel. I think Matt made some really good points. What I see is a guy who is, you know, still, you know, under a year from when he suffered his ACL injury and out there starting games, battling, and I think playing a little better each week. What's tough after this game is seeing the times where, you know, they get in third and long and Judon in particular, who's a very, very good player, is allowed to pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. Those were the instances where he struggled in the run game. I thought he was lights out. And for most of the passing, they were, you know, setting up to the quick stuff, whatever. I thought he was fine. But yes, and we all see it, and it's all there available for us to pick apart on the plays where, you know, they're doing some kind of deep developing thing, and Aaron's got to hold it a little bit longer, and the defensive end or the linebackers allowed to pin their ears back. Yeah, he struggled. No question about it. But again, I see a guy who is getting a little better each week. So, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I know Matt was asked about the possibility of Yash moving over to right tackle. Matt indicated that is something they've talked about. And look, I know TJ Lang chimed in on Twitter yesterday during the game saying that they should absolutely move him back to guard, put him next to David, and have an elite left side of your line. And hell, I am all about that life. I'm, I got no issues with it. If they think Yash can hold up there at right tackle, and hell, maybe they even give Zach Tom a look at right tackle. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that trickle-down effect happens if they do in, indeed kind of make a move. But I, I'm sure it's being talked about. Uh, Aaron, are you going to go live in London? Oh, yes, Jason, 100%. I'll be in a, probably in my hotel room, but yes, I'll still be doing Packers dailies. I'll still be doing uh, gut reactions. Um, no clue on timing yet, other than like I'll do obviously gut reactions after the game. But um, yeah, I'll be I'll be doing lives. I'll still be on the channel. I'm not going to disappear. I'm here for you, people, Packers fans worldwide, especially on a very, very special occasion like the Packers going to London. Got to be here for you folks, especially the folks who I know would love to go and can't. I mean, good Lord, it's going to be such a weekend. I can't wait. <coughs> hey, Nags, I didn't see Wyatt in the game. Was he dressed? He was, Mark. He played, I think, six snaps, seven snaps, something like Very few. Maybe five snaps? I don't know handful of snaps. I think it's time, man. I think when he gets out there and is allowed to, he plays pretty pretty well. And whatever their reasoning behind the rotation is, I think you got to let this kid play because that's the only way he's going to improve. That's the only way he's going to get better is getting on the field and getting some reps, some live reps, not practice reps, live reps. I think he's held up pretty darn well, actually. I mean, yeah, there's a play you can look on tape say from, you know, each game probably and see, oh boy, he's getting overwhelmed or this this guy manhandled him, et cetera. But I think you can also show one or two plays every game where, okay, that's pretty good. So I just think the only way he's going to improve is to play, is by playing. And whether that's fewer snaps for Reed, whether that's fewer snaps for Lowry, I, I have no idea, but I think they got to start getting him in rotation a little bit more. And I think that's only going to help the other guys. That's the other thing. Helps keep them fresher for, say, the fourth quarter against the Bears when they're getting run all over. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he was out there, but just not very much. 
nice. Have you heard anything about Kylan Hill? He's eligible to come back soon, right? Yes, he's eligible to come back this week. Um, there hasn't been anything official. I don't think Matt was asked about it today, but uh, he might have been. I may have missed it, but I don't think he was. So, yes, that is 100% something you could see later this week. Now, that's no given. We have no idea where he is as far as his recovery from that ACL injury. But, yes, this is the first week when he can come off uh, the PUP. Why so little Tipa but so much Garvin? Shallow Waters, I would suspect they like Garvin's physicality, um, especially for a team struggling against the run. You want to put Tipa out there? I mean, I get it. I like Tipo's game a lot. Um, I think he's got a little bit of juice when it comes to rushing the passer. I just think so far, the teams they play, whether it was the Bucks last week with Fournette, um, the two-headed monster the Patriots throw at you, I just think they want the, the size and, and the physicality that he, the, the Garvin, you know, I don't think he's much to look at when it comes to being a pass rusher, but he sets a decent edge. And I think he plays okay against the run. I don't think he's great, but I think he's, you know, he holds up pretty darn well. And gives them, again, talking about fresh legs, gives you some quality snaps early in the game so you can keep Preston and Rashawn fresh throughout the entire contest. I think that's just a guess as to that methodology, but that's what I would think. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Programming note, Packer Transplants Live will be tomorrow night. That's right, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central. Packer Transplants right here on the YouTube channel. Uh, and then happy hour for Patreon members and Carry the G Club members will be Wednesday evening. So uh, the information for that is on the Patreon page, should be on the community page on YouTube. Um, Packer Transplants live tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you guys can join us. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.